Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's 6.03. You've made it to Wednesday, February 28th, and it is not the last day of the month. Because this year there's a February 29th, but it is the 28th, and it's a game day for Tennessee basketball. As tonight, the Volunteers play host to Auburn. Game sold out for Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center as Tennessee plays host to the Auburn Tigers. Next two are on the road, and then Tennessee closes out the regular season with a home game against Kentucky. But last night, there were three games around the Southeastern Conference, four more on the docket tonight, and uh, plenty to talk about. So we welcome you to today's edition of Sports Talk, and we'll tell you it is kind of weirdish weather going on outside. You've got blustery conditions, the winds anywhere from 15 to 20 miles an hour, There's rain in the area, and it's going to be a greater chance for even thunderstorms this morning the closer we get to lunchtime, and then rain is going to perhaps be a part of the landscape until it starts to taper off this afternoon. So be ready for that. The high today, probably what we've got right now, and then it's only going to get colder as the low today or tonight is going to be below freezing. So you might want to go ahead and stock up Mucinex, some different things like that. Uh, whatever works for you, lozenges, because a lot of people are going to get sick with a wonderful 70 degrees if you walked out of Lindsey Nelson Stadium last night, high 60s right now, and it'll be below freezing this time tomorrow. Vince Ferrara, good morning. How are you? The obstacles are there. Good morning, John. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. So just be ready. Be prepared as, uh, as we all try to be. As today we get over the hump, it'll be downhill towards the weekend, but A lot to get to as we're with you until 9 this morning. We'll talk a lot of Tennessee basketball. We'll talk Tennessee baseball. And Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, will join us from Indianapolis as he's on hand for the Combine. But, again, we start with a walkthrough. It's brought to you by Knoxville Land Design, transforming vision to reality. Visit KnoxvilleLandDesign.com. With over 30 years of experience, you're talking about experts in the field of landscape design, hardscaping, landscaping, landscaping. Knoxville Land Design strives to create truly amazing outdoor living areas by combining traditional principles with new and original concepts. Again, for a free estimate, visit KnoxvilleLandDesign.com. Yeah, as John mentioned, game day for Tennessee and Auburn, two teams uh, fighting at the top of the, uh, competing at the top for the SEC regular season championship. They're not alone, obviously, but um, uh, Auburn is under Bruce Pearl won seven of their last nine against Rick Barnes. And they, Auburn, is a deep team. Uh, they play 10 guys and nobody more than 25 minutes on average. So it, it will be a challenge for Tennessee. Volunteers well aware of the depth and the importance of the bench in this game. So we, we'll be talking about it as the game goes on. But two very good teams in a primetime matchup tonight, 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 airtime of All Network here on the Sports Animal. And so you know that there are going to be a lot of performers uh, that will be a part of the, uh, either in the backcourt or on the wing, but it could also be one of the best big man matchups that you see with Jonas Adu for Tennessee and Jani Broom for Auburn. 
Yeah, Adu was talking about Broom, and you'll hear from him coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show, as well as Rick Barnes talking about Broom. But yeah, there there are this this is a terrific matchup. No, Tolu Smith was a challenge for Jonas Adu. I also think Adu is and Toby Walker are both playing better than when they played the the last uh, real top tier big man in the league and Tolu Smith from Mississippi State. So uh, those that have concerns about how Tennessee would do in the tournament against those big men, I, that that's fair. But I also think not only are each of them, Adu and Awaka, playing better individually, now they're playing together, and that's a different wrinkle. So um, it, nonetheless, it will be a, a terrific matchup with, with those two. And Jalen Williams, who Rod Clark told us on the show with his weekly visit on Monday, they didn't know if he was going to play. Bruce Pearl saying yesterday that Jalen Williams is going to travel and be a game-time decision, so he's done more than they thought, so he might be able to play. He's their second-leading scorer. Yeah, they have depth, but he's a really good player, so that could be a, a bump for Auburn. Boy, it, uh, it, it sure could be, so it, it, it could be a titanic matchup, but we'll see it tonight. Coverage starts at 6.30. Game tips off shortly after 7.00 as Tennessee plays host to Auburn. Yeah, and John, Tennessee baseball with a 7-4 win over High Point. Boy, the Panthers came in and made it difficult. Uh, several times they uh, crept back in it. Tennessee jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. Uh, High Point got it to 3-2. Vols responded back with two in the sixth to re-extend a three-run lead. Then High Point got a, a run back. Vols got two more back. Then High Point was still... Uh, making it uh, tough to the finish line against Tennessee with the 7-4 win for the Vols to move to 8-1. Yeah, it, it really was something to, uh, to just watch Tennessee struggle as it did on the mound. As uh, While it, there were 13 strikeouts, there were nine walks. And so time and time again, it was pressure on Tennessee's defense. Volunteers up to the challenge in that regard, but a lot of free base runners, a lot of long half innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see... High Point will return home thinking what might have been as they stranded 12 on. Yeah, there's no doubt. They had plenty of opportunities with those free bases, whereas you know, I thought Tennessee, that they weren't gifted as many walks, but they did a good job of, uh, for the most part, taking advantage of those. Long balls were uh, an, another part of the equation for Tennessee as Billy Amick hit his fourth home run, Kavar's tears with his fourth. Uh, one thing to, to keep an eye, uh, eye on, uh, Chris Stamos left that game. He, he was pulled after uh, Jeff Wood came out and checked on him. So fortunately, it's happened now a couple of times with AJ Russell and uh, and then also Dean Curley and hit by a pitch is as uh, well last week. So we'll uh, we'll check on uh, Stamos's status throughout the week. But uh, Tennessee got to the finish line. Now Bowling Green this weekend. That's right. Six thirty on Friday, six o'clock on Saturday, and one o'clock on Sunday is Tennessee's second home weekend set. And, the, and it'll be the first games that we'll ha- have right here on the Esports Animal. Yeah, be exciting for sure. Uh, Dalton Connect named to the U.S. Basketball Writers Association Oscar Robertson Trophy watch list. There's no surprise uh, there with Dalton Connect. He's on a lot of those lists. Also, speaking of the U.S. BWA, Rakia Jackson, Lady Vols star named to the Ann Myers Drysdale U.S. BWA Player of the Year watch list. So, of all and Lady Vol recognized there. Um, Omari Thomas selected to John to the NSA Division One Football Student Athlete Connection Group as much as as he is 
epitomize being a student athlete and uh, on a lot of the leadership councils, no surprise that he's getting that national recognition. Yeah, they uh, they deal with the oversight committee and they meet regularly with them just to uh, give the student athlete experience and perhaps um, give them either a different thought on or a new approach to uh, shaping the student athlete experience. So it's uh, it's it's an important role, and it's not surprising at all to see uh, Omari Thomas be included on yet another leadership-type council. Yeah, no doubt. He is uh, certainly a big part of the, the development of this Tennessee program under Josh Heupel. VFL Jalen Reeves-Maben got a two-year extension from the Lions. I meant to mention this yesterday, and he becomes the highest-paid special teams primary player as he was voted as a pro bowler uh, at, at a special teams position. So... Uh, he's also played on defense for the the Lions as a reserve linebacker. But uh, congrats to Jalen Reeves-Maven, who's made himself into put together a, what's been crazy already a long uh, career in the NFL, and that will continue with that new two year extension. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any question uh, that Dan Campbell and the staff love his attitude. Um, he stepped away from Detroit for just a little bit, came back to the Motor City, and. And I think that's where he belongs. He, he's their guy when they do all those fake punts, which they've done an awful lot as a personal protector and he'd be the runner of the football. So good job there. And the, the combine is underway with the interviews. Uh, there's live shows there. There's interviews with the players are having with the teams. There's all the, the health and medical. And then the on-field drills will start tomorrow. Reminder for the VFLs, the DBs go on Friday that's where Kamal Haddon uh, will uh, participate. And then on Saturday, be the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. That means Jalen Wright and Joe Milton III. So that's going on, and that's also where Mike Keith will join us. Uh, as he is in Indianapolis, the voice of the Titans is on hand, just as he was down at the Senior Bowl. So Mike will join us in hour number three of the program to give us his insight as well as where we are in that week and what he's looking forward to uh, to exploring. As we talk a little Tennessee baseball and the volunteers playing last night at home, there is a VFL who's trying to get back on track in Major League Baseball. Garrett Crochet, first-round draft pick yesterday, working with the White Sox against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had a perfect inning in which he retired Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and struck out Shohei Otani Mm -hmm. in succession. Yeah, I meant to bring that up during our baseball broadcast. that That is some kind of impressive inning right there to put those three elite hitters. It also tells you how crazy their lineup is, but for him to do that, that that was pretty special. Without question. And Oak Ridge legend, wide receiver T. Higgins, is the first player in the National Football League to be tagged this offseason. The Bengals wide receiver has such a good rapport with Joe Burrow, and uh, without a question, Coach Taylor loves having him in his offense. But anyhow, he uh, is scheduled to make now as tagged just under $29 million for this 2024 season. They weren't able to work out a long-term deal prior to the start of last year. We'll see whether or not this is something that allows them to work out a longer-term deal. But T. Higgins has been tagged as the Bengals don't want him going anywhere. Yeah, I think that's a smart play, expected play around the league for T. Higgins. You don't want to let him get away. That's Vince Ferrara. I'm John Wilkerson. 614 on this Wednesday morning. Again, temperature hanging out in the upper 60s. It's, uh, it's going to continue to dip as we get deeper into the morning. You've got rain in the area. The chances of rain only expected to increase as we go through the morning. 
as well as a chance for some thunderstorms right around lunchtime and a little bit beyond. Rain into the afternoon, and then it should hopefully taper off by the time folks start heading towards campus for Tennessee and Auburn tonight, again at Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. We've got more sports with Benjamin Hardy and his report right here, right now, and then more sports talk on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. The fourth-ranked Tennessee men's basketball Vols host 11th-ranked Auburn tonight at the Food City Center. Both teams are 21-6 and in regular season play, but the Vols have a one-win advantage over the Tigers with an 11-3 record in SEC play. Tip-off is set for 7 with the Vol Network coverage beginning at 6.30 right here on the Sports Animal. The runner goes. The pitch. Cut on and missed. Strikeout. Ends the inning and the ball game. And Tennessee says hello win column for the eighth time this season as the Panthers fall to 2-7. and seven. Final score, Tennessee 7, High Point 4. The seventh-ranked Tennessee baseball Vols defeated High Point 7-4 yesterday. Chris Samos got the win while Nate Sneed got the save. The Vols next face Bowling Green in a three-game series starting Friday at 6.30. You can catch all those games on 99.1 The Sports Animal. That audio is courtesy of the Vold Network. With your Sports Animal Sports Minute, this has been Benjamin Hardy. Stay tuned. More sports talk is next. 622 on this Wednesday morning with Vince Ferrara. I'm John Wilkerson. And as we've been pointing to, after Tennessee's impressive win over Texas A&M on Saturday, that was the uh, last bit of a stretch where Tennessee had the opportunity to make hay. Tennessee winds up going into these final four games, tied for first atop the Southeastern Conference with Alabama. And tonight, it's Auburn. And so, Vince, without question, you have an opposing head coach, as you've highlighted, uh, has had the upper hand against Coach Barnes in Tennessee in his tenure on the Plains and without, also, without a doubt, very familiar with Knoxville. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He, he was asked at one point in his press conference about his success – and it almost sounded like he was he was going to say, yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> but it, he did not say that. But he did have plenty of compliments for Tennessee, talked about that, gave an update on their questionable player. So here's Bruce Pearl on Tennessee, Auburn uh, at Tennessee tonight. Uh, Tennessee, I think, has been, I've been saying all along, I think they're the best team in the league. Um, and I haven't played them yet, so... We're fixing to find out. Um, their experience, so well coached. They've got great guard play. They're dangerous from three. Um, they got guys that can really protect the rim. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country. You know, last I think we went up there last year and it was a 46-43 rock fight. You know, when it comes to somebody like Connect, I mean, where do you sort of start with that with that defensive? game plan for him and I guess what have you kind of seen from him this season yeah I mean look he's going to get his you just don't want him to go off you know understanding their personnel and their strengths and their weaknesses you know people have got him as high as top five in a draft board for next year right and what a great story he is 
so he could you know can do it all both ends of the floor presents a real matchup problem because he he's one of the biggest guards our guards will face and he's one of the most skilled forwards our forwards will face but I do think one of the keys to playing Tennessee is it's 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 uh they've got so many weapons like Anybody and everybody that play, they got so many dimensions. They got three great defensive guards, three or four great defensive guards, and some of the guards coming off the bench are great defensive guards. They got five or six great three-point shooters. So it's not just taking away Ziegler, or Viscovi, or you know, Josiah James, or about six guys you got to worry about. So uh, they're good in transition. They play fast. So our guys will have to know all their personnel and be able to. Uh, guard accordingly. Bruce, I was wondering if you had an update you could share on, on Jalen and, and kind of his, his recovery. Yep. Jalen will travel. Um, and while he was not available for Georgia, um, it's possible he could play uh, tomorrow. We'll see how he does today. Um, he moved around a lot. He moved around a lot yesterday, more than we thought he would. And so that may just be a game-time decision. I thought, I thought Aiden did great at Tennessee as much as anything. These, these older, more experienced guards are going to be all up in him, and they'll impact his ball screen. And so they'll, I guarantee you Tennessee will be paying close attention to the Georgia film and uh, make his looks difficult. If you were to write a list nationally of the best players in college basketball that you'd never heard of before, the Connect kid, uh, I'm pronouncing their names correctly, he's at the top of everybody's list. But Chad Baker Mazar is on the list. Tennessee is a great defensive team. They get offense from their defense. Block shots, steals, turnovers, and then they come down and shoot open threes because they, they spread it, they drive to audition. So transition, number one. Um, and we didn't give a lot of joy transition because we played so well offensively, whereas Tennessee is one of the best defensive teams in the country. They're going to get that. This rivalry, or I guess this series as of late, you guys have won seven of nine. The two losses are six total, six combined points, the, the two losses. What do you think it is about your system versus maybe what Rick Barnes does that allows you to be pretty pretty competitive? Yeah, no, it's, um, these games these games have mattered. You know, I just, I, as you guys know, history matters to me. And um, trying to make history, trying to win a conference championship, I, I think we need to win at Tennessee to win it, or, you know, to be in a position to win it, right? Coach Barnes is a Hall of Fame coach, and he continues to be, as good as he always bet was, or maybe better. He was, you know, Rick Barnes was one of the best young coaches in college basketball, you know, 30 years ago. He was. And now he's just one of the best coaches in college basketball, period. So comments from Bruce Pearl talking about the challenges that uh, Tennessee presents to his team, as well as the players that have uh, stepped up their performance for Auburn as they were able to uh, separate from Georgia. They were back and forth with the Bulldogs and then just kind of left them in their dust as they got the win in Athens their last time out. Yeah, and the Chad he was referring to is Chad Baker-Mazzara, who is their third-leading scorer, averaging about 10 points per game. Nobody averages more than uh, than 25 minutes per game, and that's Jani Broom, who's their leading scorer at about 16 per game. But Broom also gets nine rebounds. He's... Uh, a big sh- a shot blocker. It does so much on the defensive end. So there's a lot of different guys. It hasn't been just Broom. It's a lot of different guys that have stepped up in different games. Uh, there's different guys having success. And uh, they're, the, everybody out of their top 10, there's only one game missed, and that was Jalen Williams' one missed game. So 
They've stayed healthy. They're deep. Tennessee's bench is going to need to be good. And they're, they may need to go a few more minutes with some other guys, John, that haven't gotten the game-in, game-out minutes, whether it's a Estrella, a Phillips, or a DeLeon. Those guys have been, or, or a Cam Carr. Those guys have been sort of fringe guys, and I wonder if there's maybe a little bit of expanded role for any of those guys tonight. Meeting number 126 between the two schools. Tennessee leads historically very comfortably, 80 wins to 45. But as was pointed out, Auburn's won seven of the last nine. Uh, In terms of the games played in Knoxville, Tennessee 50 wins to nine for the Tigers. So while the Vols have won two of the last three, Auburn won the last one as well as seven of the last nine. 79-70 was the final last year at their place. 629 on this Wednesday morning, it's Sports Talk, and we've got more coming your way as you listen to 99.1, the Sports Animal. 636, 24 in front of 7 o'clock, it's Sports Talk. I'm John Wilkerson with Vince Ferrara. And while we heard from Auburn coach Bruce Pearl last segment, why don't we hear from Tennessee's head coach Rick Barnes. He talked about the Auburn matchup and more as he met the media yesterday. Here's comments from Rick Barnes. Does this get flowing a little bit going into weeks like this with two tough 15 matchups? Yeah, I think this time of year, I think everybody realizes that, you know, the year's, the regular season's coming to an end. And and you look at, uh, I think, the way conferences set up schedules, you know, they're really looking to get – the teams in terms of a preseason projection playing this time of year to try to help them stay where they they're where they're supposed to be stay there but also maybe enhance where they can move forward and uh so you look down at our uh schedule right now and and certainly you've got to give a lot of credit to South Carolina I think they were picked last in league and Lamont has done just a terrific job in putting his team right there in contention with everybody and but uh, this time of year, if you're not excited, uh, there's something wrong. Do you remember many years like this where it's two weeks of, you know, four ranked teams, four club one games? No, I, I remember through the years being in a position where we, the schedule we had, you knew you, you, knew you had to win if you wanted to get in the postseason tournament. And, uh, but in terms of being where we are with this, I think, one, it's a great thing to embrace and understand it. It can really help you moving forward if you have the right mindset with it uh, because you've got great respect for your opponents coming in and, and the ones you've got to go play. And uh, So there's any there's really no other way to look at it other than this is what we have and we've got to be ready knowing that uh, everybody we're playing is just as good or as we are and could be better if we're not ready to play. And uh, But... Uh, It'll go. It's 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 here. It'll go by quicker than we all can imagine. You talked about having the right mindset. So you have the right mindset. How much of an advantage do you think it could be having an older team? Guys that have been through this before. That worried about seeding conference championships in this last few weeks. Well, again, you'd like to think our older guys, and, and you're right. They they've been through it. They they've been uh, maybe uh, they've been through a, a lot of games together that have had different meanings uh, in different ways sometimes, but. I do think the older guys understand where we are, what we're playing for, and I know they have a really uh, a healthy respect for our league and the teams we've got in front of us, And but just hope that we can uh, play good basketball. How do you keep things in that day-to-day mindset when there are things out there like titles and potential number one seeds and those sorts of things around? It's about us getting better, and I know you guys get tired of me saying that, but it's consistency, getting better, all that mindset, and it's something that each day you've got to talk about it uh, because you realize 
there's a lot going on in their lives outside of what we do here. And, and uh, there's things that some people wouldn't even realize. I mean, they have families, too, and different things. But trying to just to keep them focused really on where we are as a team and when we're here together and make the most of that time and when the, the lights come on that we're ready to play. Coach, last year here at home, it was a tight, close game, low-scoring game. What, what do you expect maybe this time around? Well, I think every time you play Auburn, I mean, Bruce is such a terrific coach and does a great job, and his schemes are good, and, and uh, teams play hard, aggressive. And uh, they uh, last year here, that was not a really pretty game for each, either one of us. You know, I think it was in the 40s. Uh, and uh, But you just, again, the respect that we have for – him and his program, uh, our guys, uh, the older guys especially who have been there, they know they know what to expect. Tonight room seems like kind of a similar game. Some of the guys that have given you issues this season, mm-hmm. which one's kind of the key to slowing him down? Janai Broom, I mean, he's, again, I don't know if he's getting the recognition he deserves. I think he's one of the, truly one of the top post players in the country and a guy that uh, can go inside, outside, and just does a lot of different things for them. And uh, uh, you look at the years, I mean, last year I thought he was a – a handful for us, and we expect that now. Comments from Rick Barnes. Yeah, and Auburn is going to try to bring that physicality too. That teams that have had some success, whether it's full game or part game, Missouri first half, Mississippi State, South Carolina, some of those kind of teams, uh, you can bet uh, Auburn's going to try to bring that physicality. And then also, Broom is like the leader of that. I mean, he's he's going to be. It, it, it typically is, whether it's an instigator, whether it's a guy standing up for his team. Who was the actor that was courtside there that uh, uh, earlier this season? Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson, that's what it is, yeah. Ole Miss. <laughs> he, was, he backed up into him. Samuel L. Jackson just put his hand on his back. and he. Oh, no, no, Morgan Freeman. Morgan My Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and so he s- swiped at his hand. Then he realized... Oh wait, that's Morgan Freeman. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but he's not going to be sorry when he puts hands on on Tennessee. Tennessee has to respond and establish that that physicality back and be the boss of this game because if you give Auburn that confidence, man, it's just going to continue to build and build. So Tennessee is going to have its hands full, just as the Tigers themselves will as well. Once again, coverage starts at 6.30, and that means uh, the game will tip off shortly after 7 o'clock. And if you just take a look as to what happened elsewhere last night, it was Mississippi State had the upper hand for such a large portion of the contest, but in the end, Reed Shepard with the game winner as Kentucky able to uh, escape Starkville with a win. Uh, the one-point win and in what was a five-game winning streak for Mississippi State. So it was two-point victory. I'm sorry, 91-89, Kentucky beat the Bulldogs. It was LSU with a one-point win against Georgia, 67-66. And then, my goodness, a rough season for Arkansas just continues to spiral as it was Vanderbilt winning at Bud Walton Arena. Commodores get their third conference win, 85-82. Well, and what stings for them, too, is they had actually started to play a little bit better as mm-hmm. of late, as you know, John. And then the, to have that happen to them to Vanderbilt, my goodness, good luck drawing in any of their final home games this year because they fans have already stopped going to the arena in full force like they typically do there. So the, uh, the schedule tonight is you've got Missouri playing at Florida. And you've got South Carolina at Texas A&M. And Alabama plays at Ole Miss 
along with Tennessee playing host to Auburn. 6.43, 17 in front of 7 o'clock. Again, might already be wet weather in your area. Chances for rain, even thunderstorms continue to increase the deeper we get into this morning as well as the closer we get to lunchtime and more rain expected throughout the course of the afternoon, but it should taper off the closer we get to game time tonight. What we'll do is get a break. We've got more sports with Benjamin Hardy, and then we close out this first hour of Sports Talk next on 99.1 The Sports Animal. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. The 4th-ranked Tennessee men's basketball Vols host 11th-ranked Auburn tonight at the Food City Center. Both teams are 21-6 and in regular season play, but the Vols have a one-win advantage over the Tigers with an 11-3 record in SEC play. Tip-off is set for 7 with the Vol Network coverage beginning at 6.30 right here on the Sports Animal. Lucas! In a late-night West Coast game against Nevada and Colorado State, Nevada's Gerard Lucas made a Hail Mary half-court shot at the buzzer to help the Wolfpack defeat the Rams 77-74. And in another score of interest, 7th-ranked Kansas fell to unranked BYU 76-68. That audio was courtesy of Fox Sports. With your Sports Animal Sports Minute, this has been Benjamin Hardy. Stay tuned. More sports talk is next. 6.52, 8 in front of 7 o'clock. <coughs> it's Sports Talk. I'm John Wilkerson with Vince Ferrara. John, a couple of interesting things about this Tennessee-Auburn matchup tonight. Tennessee and Auburn are the only two teams that have, in the SEC that have 50-year seniors who played their entire careers at one school. We talked about Jalen Williams, who has been is questionable. It'll be a game-time decision for Auburn. He's your second-leading scorer. He's won. And then Tennessee has two in Josiah Jordan-James and Santiago Vescovi. If if that doesn't highlight the fluidity of rosters in college basketball and in the SEC, then I don't know what does. Only three players where there's a fifth-year player, uh, fifth-year players at one school. Yeah, that uh, it does tell you exactly what the lay of the land has been. And then also, I mean, basketball has always been a transient sport, even right. before the portal was in place. The average was two transfers per team across the country. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that's something that they're the only two that fall into uh, that category in the SEC. And last thing, Auburn in their win over Georgia, they shot sixty two point one percent from the floor. That's their that was their field goal percentage. That's the best by an SEC team in a in a road game. The only other game overall where a team shot better was Kentucky's demolition of the Alabama Crimson Tide where they shot 63% and getting to 117, and they could have had more if they wanted to. That's Vince Ferrara. I'm John Wilkerson. 6.53, 7 in front of 7 o'clock. Again, temperatures hanging out in the upper 60s. 
You got windy conditions, and no, it's going to be blustery. As the ch- there's the chance for storms. The further we get into this morning towards lunchtime, sports talk continues. Hour number two is next on ninety nine point one, the Sports Animal. Are you ready for hard hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Listen. 